Good afternoon, Patriots. It's Scott here from Woke Societies. The entire West Coast of the United States is on fire, and we are seeing more evidence that these fires are not due to natural causes. And no, I'm not talking about direct energy weapons. Arsonists are getting arrested, and you will not be surprised who they are affiliated with. We will also dismantle the latest hit job by Bob Woodward on Trump and his response to the COVID crisis. Trump being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize has sent the left into an absolute tailspin, and why I canceled Netflix, and why you should as well with the release of their discussion movie called cuties all of this in the latest q drops today but first a word from our sponsor guys i've been talking about him for months and here we are today again we are talking about flip city magazine america's last laugh they are a comedy satire magazine made by two beautiful people out in california who are completely independent and they pour their blood sweat and tears into this and the best part about it it is, you see it right here, it is PC-free. Now, if you want to get an excerpt or a little bit of what is inside this issue, check this out. This is one of them right here. If music legends sold out to China, Ray Charles would make the song China on My Mind. And you can read you can read the lyrics of him singing about China right here. But this, as you can see, is a quick excerpt of what you can expect when you open this magazine. And as you guys can see, the price for this magazine is unbeatable. You get four issues for the year. That's one issue per quarter, and it's $5 per magazine. You cannot beat that price. And the best part, guys, when you go over to their website here at Flip City Mag, you can go to their subscription link right here. You go and subscribe, and you can see you can get the full-year subscription here or the single issue. But ladies and gentlemen, the $20 full-year subscription is absolutely worth the money. And the best part, they ship international, so the entire world can laugh at the people that we talk about on this channel and in their magazine all at the same time. Isn't that wonderful? So go check them out. It's flipcitymag.com. Go get a subscription there. It's worth the money. We're not breaking the bank. And remember, when you support this, when you support my sponsor, you are supporting my channel. So, ladies and gentlemen, want to start out with a funny video as I always do. We got a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of um, a lot of things to uh, dismantle and get you guys on the right track here on a Thursday afternoon. So, we're gonna watch this video, and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Now, I'm not sure what we just watched, but who cares? Trump 2020, baby. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. 
get taught to light all the plants he concealed. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots are now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize not everything is real. Through Project Looking Glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow. Okay. Thank you guys for joining me today. Like, share, like, share, comment, subscribe. Do what you know what you gotta do. Turn that button blue. Hit that like button and let everyone know that we are the news now. Thank you guys for joining out here on YouTube and the podcast. You guys are fantastic. All right. So what we're gonna be doing first is dismantling the, the literally the hit pieces keep coming out for Trump. The Atlantic article seems to be a complete waste at this point and completely non-relevant. And now we are facing more of this garbage from the mainstream media and this one from a man named bob woodward um he he he's uh he did these interviews apparently with trump uh, about the COVID crisis and there was some really technically alarming things that woodward here wanted to point out to the to the public but why did he hold on to these uh supposed um really really bad comments from trump in it, about um about COVID? why did he wait so long so let's take a look at this first and then we're gonna get the episode started here into the uh into the fires so from Poussant, Poussant, <laughs> that sounded like a bad word. Poussant here from Twitter put this out here. Paul Sperry has quite the points. Pick number one. Why wait to tell us what benefit was waiting on this interview that you had with Trump? Pick number two. Not surprising about death from a thousand cuts angle. And pick number three. Bahaha. POTUS tells it like it is. Wow, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Now, what is this whole thing about? This man here, Woodward, put out a book, as you can see. It's called Battlegrounds here, and it's talking about he was Trump's secure, second national security advisor. He was talking about interviews that he did with Trump about his response to COVID, and apparently they were so alarming, he wanted to wait months and months and months and saved it for his book. Now, that's really surprising. So Paul Sperry put out a tweet here. If Woodward were so concerned Trump was keeping the American people in the dark about how deadly the coronavirus was, why didn't he inform the public by breaking that story on page one of WAPO back in February? Why did Woodward sit on it for seven months? Because he was saving it for his book. And all this is in regards to Trump's early response in the early days of coronavirus and his whole, the media that was spinning this whole narrative that Trump really wasn't making it out to be a big, uh, being a big deal and that he was showing calm, collective, a calm, collective leader, which he's supposed to do. They wanted more frantic, more chaos from Trump. And that's not what he did. Now, a lot of people are on the fence about his response, it doesn't really matter to me. I never really bu really believed the hype into the virus anyway, so I was fine with Trump's response, but a lot of people weren't, which is, which is fine. That's debatable. But either way, why is this coming out now that Woodward put out this hit piece on Trump about his response to the virus? And if Trump was really so concerned, why didn't he say it to the public? This is his angle and why he's doing it. But if Woodward really cared about the public, 
Paul Sperry's pointing out easily here. Why wouldn't you say it and bring it up to someone else? Why wouldn't you bring it to the Democrats, bring it to WAPO, New York Times, something? If you really, really cared about the American people, which we all know is complete garbage. And this last tweet here from Paul Sperry in regards to this, I want to put this to bed because I hate these stories, but we have to counter these narratives. Woodward, in an interview with Trump in June, tried to shame Trump about his white privilege since Woodward felt shame over his own family privilege and Trump responded. This is his, this is Trump's response to Woodward. Wow, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? And it's just, you always have to look. Me and Methods talked about this on the show yesterday. You really have to dismantle these articles and see the language they're using. And of course, some of the, probably the second most important thing I always look at is why is this dropping right now? Who does this benefit? You always have to ask that question. And obviously here, the spin that, Woodward was using was, oh, Trump doesn't care about Americans, but Woodward, either, you didn't either. You didn't either. You waited for this to come out. And the best part about this is, while I was looking, Trump put out a tweet. Bob Woodward had many quotes for many months. If he thought they were so bad or dangerous, why didn't he immediately report them in an effort to save lives? Didn't he have an obligation to do so? No, because he knew they were good and proper answers. Calm, no panic. And again, he was saving it for his book. But the best part about this, ladies and gentlemen, right here from the AP News, this little quote here, is, this came out yesterday. Woodward defends decision to withhold Trump's virus comments because Woodward here was catching some flack on this. Again, why, if you cared so much about Americans and the virus, why did you hold on to this? Well... This is an interesting response from Bob Woodward, Woodward here, saying Bob Woodward is facing widespread criticism for only now revealing President Donald Trump's early concerns about the severity of the coronavirus, told the Associated Press on Wednesday. And this is what he said. He needed time to be sure that Trump's private comments from February were accurate. Interesting statement there, Woodward, because if you're the one interviewing him in the room, writing down notes or typing whatever it was, wouldn't you know that those comments were legit since you were the one interviewing, watching, and listening to the words coming out of Trump's mouth? What were you waiting to confirm? What a terrible look and a terrible response. And this adds up just with the, this is, I don't think this is bad as the Atlantic because it involved veterans and claiming Trump smearing veterans, which I think is just the lowest of the low at this point. But we're seeing this come out now. And again, the timing, the timing of it, you waited seven months to release this and now your book all of a sudden is out and it's more trash coming out against Trump. It just blows my mind. But this is what we're seeing and the mainstream media wants to talk about this. But the ironic thing about all this is they want to bash Trump on his response. And we all know when he put the implementation for the travel ban on China and the heat he took from that. But I want people to remember the WHO's response and the Democrats' response to all these events that were happening back when COVID was starting, because it's very important that they, there's two sides. They trash Trump for his late response, but at the same time, I want you guys to remember what Trump, what the Democrats and the media were doing in regards to the impeachment that was going on and the sham, other shams they were Democrats were trying to carry out while the COVID crisis was just starting to ramp up. From Ben Shapiro. Even if Trump was given information the virus could possibly have been airborne in early February, it would have been irresponsible to speculate that about that publicly. The WHO announced COVID was airborne in July. So even if that were true and Trump knew it was airborne in February, the ones that big tech have told us to follow that we, we can't we can't we can't denounce the WHO. We can't denounce China we can't denounce uh, Master China. The FDA, all these all these places that are saying 
who is the ones they're the ones that have the the voice the uh, command of what is going on the regulations we should follow the who didn't announce it till july you're talking months going by but Trump's getting destroyed because he might have known that was airborne in February. But again, he was the calm, cool, collective leader in our country, the president, setting the tone for the rest of the country to not panic. But the, the mainstream media, it's cool. They were aware of it in July, apparently. And that's when the WHO also knew. But I want people to remember. I want people to remember what was going on back then on January 28th. Benny here on Twitter. Never forget that on January 28th, both Tucker Carlson and Senator Tom Cotton were questioning why Democrats in the media were focusing on impeachment instead of the coronavirus. Take a watch. Why am I watching impeachment coverage all day? I mean, you're in the United States. It's not your fault, of course, but you're in the Senate. So you're, you're following this, this actual story. You're watching this garbage in Washington. Why are people focused on one and not the other? Well, Tucker, that's right. Anytime I come out of the impeachment trial for our brief breaks, it seems like there's been reports of another thousand people who have contracted this virus and a few more that have been killed. And when we wake up in the morning in America, I assure you those numbers will go up again. I suspect that months from now or perhaps even years from now, when people look back at this time, coronavirus will be considered the bigger story than impeachment. I hope that's wrong. I hope that we can get this epidemic under control before it reaches our shores in uh, wide and far-reaching numbers. But again, we should apply an ounce of prevention here as opposed to a pound of cure after the fact. And there you have it. Why are the Democrats so hellbent on impeachment? Remember that. That's what they wanted to. They were really pushing for impeachment. They were more concerned about impeachment than the coronavirus. So you want to sit here and talk double standard about Trump and his response to everything. I want people to remember because this feels like ages ago because of how long this virus has held on to held its grip on this country. And think about back to March, the liberal left mouthpiece of of this entire time was Dr. Anthony Fauci. March 12th, Fauci said Trump's travel restrictions absolutely helped the right public health call. And as we go down the line here, this is from Steve Guest. He made a thread. March 15th, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the Trump administration has very positive, multifaceted response to coronavirus. Also 15th, Dr. Anthony Fauci, S. Yes, absolutely. The federal government is doing everything needed to contain COVID-19. The 17th, Impressed by the Trump administration's comprehensive mobilization to combat the virus. The 20th, U.S. stopping travel very early from China has gone a long way in the fight from coronavirus. 22nd, just more of these talking about Trump's impressive response to the pandemic. And it goes on to March 24th, April 2nd, April 13th, May 12th. It goes all the way down the line. The last one that we have here, Trump administration directed accelerated coronavirus response right from the very beginning. And this is, I I just want people to remember because this is all coming back up and the media right now is loving is loving that death total every time it comes up, the supposed death total of this virus. And they, I bet you guys they cannot wait to print the 200,000 number on their magazines and covers. And Time Magazine has already done that with a big 200,000 uh, number on the front of their magazine. And it's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting what we're seeing. And it's nothing, nothing but hypocrisy. But the funny thing was, and getting back into Woodward just for a moment here, Fauci had a response to all this because as much as we cannot stand Dr. Fauci and how much all of us think he's a snake, he actually did tell the truth in response to this. Again, these were supposed comments that were said in rooms that no one can put their name to, 
But again, we're going to go with the story, just like what The Atlantic did. What am I talking about? Look at this from Breaking 911. Dr. Fauci, I'm being quoted, making disparaging remarks about Trump and Woodwork book. He says, I don't recall that at all. Listen to the words come out of this man's mouth. Uh, I don't want to put you on the, on the spot here, and I know you talk a lot about the idea that noise sort of uh, gets in there and clouds the message, but you are quoted in the Woodward book as well. Uh, according to the Washington Post, Fauci at one point tells others that the president, quote, is on a separate channel and unfocused in meetings with, quote, rudderless leadership, according to Woodward. His, quote, his attention span is like a minus number, Fauci said, right. according to Woodward. His sole purpose is to get reelected. Right. Um, is that correct? You know, if you notice, it was others have said that. Others have said that. No names, just others have said that. Yeah. So, you know, you should ask others. I don't recall that at all. So, I mean, in the book, I didn't read the book, but according to what I saw in the newspapers, it says, and others have said that. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't really want to get involved in the kind of stuff that is very distracting to the kind of things that I'm trying to do and that we're all trying to do with this outbreak. So you would question that account uh, then? Yeah, yeah. There you uh, go. I don't want to... There you go. Yes, I would question that account. And just like all the anonymous sources that supposedly said Trump called fallen um, fallen World War One Marines losers, we have accounts from others that were in the room, but no names um, coming out in the in this book. And all these claims that just have no names to it. And Dr. Fauci said, I don't recall that at all. And would you question that account? And he says, yes. So it's not hard, ladies and gentlemen, to go out there and find these things yourself and to show your family and friends, the ones that eat this stuff up, to just show them. You don't have to, you can present information and show them this stuff, but it is what it is. You can, if they don't go with it, that's on them. That is completely on them. Just offer it. Don't force it down their throat and just show them, hey, you might want to look at this just to, just to have an overall view of really what's going on here. And we'll see what happens. But the funny thing here also, on February 28th, remember, Joe Biden said this about the coronavirus. But I want to take a moment to say it's not a time to panic about coronavirus. Really, Joe Biden? But I want to take a moment to say it's not a time to panic about coronavirus. And Richard Grinnell here in response to that retweet here says China wants Biden to win and he downplayed COVID-19. And Nancy Pelosi pushed people to Chinatown during the outbreak. And we all remember that. And thank God real Donald Trump shut down flights from China while the Democrats called him names for it. And remember, he got called xenophobic for that. And Joe Biden literally put out a tweet a day or two ago calling him xenophobic again. But these are the things, ladies and gentlemen, that you're not going to see in the mainstream media. We have to throw these these videos and get these videos out there to put back in their faces. This is what you said during this time. Why is there why is there always hypocrisy when it comes to Trump and to anyone else? It's always about Trump and his bad response. But everyone else is off the hook now. Just real quick here. I want to point this out because I hate fake stories more than anything. And what we have here from the Atlantic, just to tie this up in a nice bow here, what we have from the Atlantic, from that Marine story I just mentioned about the veterans, the fallen World War One veterans who supposedly Trump called losers, the man behind that story was Jeffrey Goldberg. And I want you guys to listen to what he said literally yesterday. He was the one that put all his, put everything, all, went all in with these anonymous sources. But look at what he said yesterday about anonymous sources not being good enough. I, I, I share that view that it's not good enough. 
Um, but, you know, like other reporters, I'm always balancing out the, the moral ambiguities and complications of anonymous sourcing with a public's right to know. I mean, the sources are not anonymous to me. Jennifer Griffin uh, said right. that from, from Fox News when she was challenged. Um, and I trust these sources. Um, these are people in the various rooms. And uh, but, yeah, obviously it would be better if people would say attach their name. I obviously it would be better if people attach their name. But I know who the sources are. You don't. But I do. And I get to hold that knowledge over everyone else's head and get to make smear campaigns based on people that I know. But no one else can know. Literally says himself, anonymous sources are not good enough. You can't make this stuff up, but that's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. So while the mainstream media is focusing on all these smear stories, I'm bringing this all up. God forbid there's no positive news about Trump. Well, there was, and we're going to talk about it right now. If you guys didn't hear this, Donald Trump has been nominated for Nobel Peace Prize following Israel-UAE deal. And right here, U.S. President Donald Trump was nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts in reaching the agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Fox News report on Wednesday morning, Christian Tybring Jeddel, or Jed, a member of the Norwegian Parliament and head of the Norwegian delegation to the NATO Parliamentary Assembly, submitted the nomination. And it's funny because we talked about this yesterday on uh, the show with Methods on his channel, and we saw the spins of this Norwegian parliament person being a far right leaning supporter. And of course that's the one that nominated Trump. You don't see it in this article at all. And this is from the Jerusalem post, which is absolutely hilarious. You don't see that rhetoric at all. You don't see that manipulation in the headline or in the tweet. You don't see anything like that, but Trump is being nominated for a Nobel peace prize. He's being nominated for a peace prize. And I remember when Obama got his peace prize, I remember we were still in the middle of wars which is so ironic, right? And it wasn't just the Israel-UAE deal. Remember what General, not General Grinnell, Richard Grinnell was talking about with uh, Serbia and Kosovo, I think. Serbia and Kosovo. And the peace deal that they brought to that to that area in Europe. And now it's it was a 21-year uh, political stalemate. And now they're going to be opening up industry. And Trump was part of that as well. All this peace going on, all these deals making going on, and literally no wars. And the best part about it, and the media won't want to talk about this as much either, U.S. to cut its forces again in Iraq to about 3,000 troops, and its reduction from around 5,200 comes as Iraqi security forces improve, U.S. general says. And to give you some numbers, because there are some outlets out there saying, well, if Trump really wasn't about war, why is he leaving these these 3,000 troops here? Why is there still a military presence? At the height of the war, I believe it was around 196,000 troops in Iraq. And you want to talk about 3,000 troops being left there? There are still things that we probably don't even know how the... I don't know how the military operates their operations, but I'm assuming they're there to train the, mil, the military there, the Iraqi military, maybe, re, um, maybe to keep relations good. Uh, maybe they do other missions to help other countries that are in that area. There's probably many reasons why, but you want to talk about Trump being a warmonger. Why is he leaving 3,000 troops there? When at the height of the war, we're at 196. And just compare those numbers. Compare those numbers, and you want to tell me that it's about war, and he's a warmonger. Give me an absolute break. Now, if anyone was worried about Kim, Kim Jong-un, and we've seen so many reports that he was again going to die or he was already dead— 
it's just really funny, and I want to bring this up, and we're going to get into the Q drops and talk about all this fire that we're seeing out here and what's going on with that. Donald Trump tweeted, Kim Jong-un is in good health. Never underestimate him. And there's this video here about Kim Jong-un and this Fox story that Carly put out here. Uh, this was put out uh, yesterday. And just take a watch of this, guys. It's absolutely hilarious. You might like uh, Kim Jong-un a little bit more after this video. Take a watch. ...their peace agreement, but based on new reporting from Bob Woodward's book, Rage, it appears a White House signing ceremony with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un might be farther off. Although in letters, Kim wrote that he wanted another historic meeting between myself and Your Excellency, reminiscent of a scene from a fantasy film. You hear the power of that voice. Nobody's heard that voice before. Trump told Woodward that he has a better chance than his predecessor, saying that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un thought Obama was a, quote, a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Kim, even Kim thought Obama was an asshole, and I, there's plenty of Americans that, agree, that would agree with Kim on that. Absolutely hilarious. Let's jump into the Q-drop, shall we? The first one we're going to cover today, and the, the crux of this episode, we're going to be talking about these fires. I wanted to get that fake news out of the way, guys, because it drives me up the wall. So 4639, what happens when California is in serious debt? And we have the picture here right for the thumbnail today. Happy holidays with Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi with their entire state and whatever city it is behind them absolutely on fire. So Q is asking some very relevant questions and why they're on the thumbnail. What happens when California is in serious debt and lost priority aid from the federal government due to sanctuary cities? What happens when California is in serious debt and all attempts to obtain a bailout from Pelosi inserted and pushed? COVID-19 aid packages have failed. What happens when California is in serious debt and decides to implement residence overreach by extending the statewide shutdowns? So there, Q is asking here, what is the average number of fires in California per year? Last 20, June through December. Average number of fires from 2018, 19, and 20, June through December. Outside of standard deviation. Now, I haven't looked up, up these numbers at all, but I can almost guarantee you the last 20 years from June to December was probably a, a normal steady line. But after, but when it comes to 2018, 19, and 20, there's probably a huge spike in fires. So outside of standard deviation, stated cause of the fire, is it the heat? Is it climate change? Average temperature of California per year, last 20. All these questions are being asked. Q says, are the power lines the source? What change? What California programs for fire prevention forest brush have been severely cut? What other cuts have impacted fire prevention and safety? I try to go this link, ladies and gentlemen, but it's not. It's down. I don't know why, but it is. How do you obtain federal money? This is the most important question here. How do you obtain the federal money? Declare a state of emergency and request billions in assistance. Welcome to California. Now, this is what was this is exactly what these these democratic states are doing right now and it's not even just the ones that are suffering from wildfires. These democratic states want money like New York City to send federal money to repair their cities from what they, these peaceful protests have caused and it just blows my mind that they are asking for money but at the same time they call these protesters peaceful. So who the hell did it? Who burned your cities down? The buildings that you want to repair, the roads, all the infrastructure. Who destroyed it, Dems? Can you answer that? They'd probably say far alt-right people. That's probably what they would say. But the only way you get this federal money is if you declare a state of emergency. And the best part about this is, is right here that I came out. This article from Just the News. 
Mitch McConnell says Dem leaders don't want any bipartisan relief whatsoever before election. Of course they don't because they want to hurt Trump at the same time. But look at what they're asking for. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is arguing that Democrat leaders do not want additional bipartisan stimulus funding to reach the American people before the November election because we we will they will make us suffer just to hurt Trump. Remember that. Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer we're attacking our new proposal yesterday before they'd even read it. Before it had even come out, McConnell said their position is clearly that they do not want any bipartisan relief whatsoever to reach American families. The new legislation titled the Delivering Immediate Relief to America's Families, Schools, and Small Businesses Act included a $300 weekly federal unemployment benefit, paycheck protection, $100 billion for public schools, $15 billion for child care, $10 billion to the U.S. Postal Service, and more funding for coronavirus testing. And here's the key. The legislation does not include another round of direct payments or additional federal funding for state and local governments. That has been left out and the Democrats are trying so hard and it's not going to go through. And this is why it's a stalemate. They're not going to get this, 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 uh, what's it called? This act to go through. They're not going to get the stimulus plan to go through. So this is why Q, I thought it was relevant here when Q is talking. What happens in California when in serious debt, all attempts to obtain a bailout from Pelosi and certain pushed COVID-19 aid packages have failed. You just saw in just the news article that it's, it's not going to go through. The Republicans do not want to give aid. Trump has said already, we are not giving you aid for rebuilding your cities. You allowed this to happen. I offered to help with the National Guard and DHS and you refused it. And now you're going to ask for money to rebuild. Not going to happen on my watch. In previous administrations, this was this was the common thing that happened. This was the common thing. And you can dive deep into how this happened with the direct energy weapons. I did an episode uh, late, way last year on direct energy weapons. And there is some relevancy to that because there are some companies out there that have Patented direct energy weapons. I found it on Google. I, I should provide the sauce, but there's no way to prove it was actually used in this certain case right now. Would it surprise me if it was proven? Not one bit, but I don't have any more sauce for that, so I'm not going to dive into that right now. But let's continue here. 4640, interesting change of events. 4425, uh, they reference a Q drop 4425, talking about General Mattis Kelly McMaster to hold town hall with Anderson Cooper in September. And here's the Q drop talking about that. Full MSNDC Blitzkrieg known and ready October surprise. I reported on this earlier in the summer, and this is the tweet here. CNN person with direct knowledge, Anderson Cooper has been planning a town hall for months with Kerry Cohn, Jim Mattis, John Kelly, and McMaster to air in September. They will make stuff up and say that Trump is unfit for office. Mattis and Kelly signed on. Cohn and HR are on the fence. Now, you guys saw my last my stream on Tuesday night talking about this military coup. This is another big reason why this was such a huge possibility in my mind, because you have previous former generals going on CNN and collaborating with each other, going on to make this narrative that we are military generals. We represent the military. Do not support Trump. We are not with him. This is where it was starting. But look at what Q says here. Interesting change of, of events. So it looks like something changed with this, which was going on. Weekly false attacks and whistleblowers false. First, Vindman coordinated AS whistleblower false narrative insert Ukraine. Biden deflect returning to news legal. And let's just go down here. They said ballot harvesting illegal. Everything at stake. Win by any means necessary. Plan accordingly November. I'm not reading all this. This has saved me some voice. 
pretty much what this was. We just talked about the Atlantic article, the Bob Woodward articles, all these smear campaigns. To me, Q is saying these people pivoted from this, this September September uh, town hall they were going to do on CNN with all these generals. They pivoted to the Atlantic article, that smear campaign, which is almost completely forgotten by now because it's so irrelevant because of these anonymous sources that were just were completely debunked by the people that are actually in the room with Trump. Um, this is what he was saying they pivoted to. Instead of doing this meeting, they pivoted to these smear campaigns, and this is how, how they're going to do it. And again, Q said, the big word here, all asset win, win by any means necessary, plan accordingly, November's in the kill box, and that is what we need to keep our eyes on. 4641, we the people have been betrayed for a very long time, showing the freedom flag, and Q writes, the swamp runs deep. Sometimes you cannot tell people the truth. You must show them. And we've seen this drop before. And it says, will you stand for God and country, for freedom, for humanity, where we go one, we go all. Very self-explanatory drop there. We've seen drops like this many times before. 46, 42. The strongest weapon in the United States is an American patriot. And an Anon wrote, hello, sir, USA, USA. And Q responded back with this uh, with this meme here. The strongest weapon in the United States is a patriotic American, and I couldn't agree more. That's all what we're doing here. 4643, keep charging Midnight Rider. Hello, Carly. Thank you, and God bless. Keep charging Midnight Rider. And we all believe um, this is just a shout-out to Carly Q on Twitter. Uh, she was in that video before I just showed you with, uh, with Kim Jong-un. This is Carly. Uh, there's no way to verify it, but at this point, I don't know who else Q could be talking about. That's what we all think, and that's awesome. Anyone getting a shout-out from Q is absolutely great. 4644, linked to new Q drop. Highly coordinated funded domestic terrorism, feds involved, U.S. rights surveillance, decontrolled areas, media blackout, election, gaming. Now, this is these are these are two tweets that we're going to be discussing for a little while here. DWLE DW Lee says, please pray for Oregon. The last 24 hours in Oregon have been unreal. Yesterday, last night, we had an extremely unusual windstorm come through the miles with mile per hour up to 80 in some places. Overnight, it led to numerous wildfires across the state. And some of these pictures are just unreal. They look like we're on a different planet. It almost looks like, like you'd be living on Mars. It's crazy. But the tweet we really want to talk about here was the one that was linked. This is from Paul J. Romero. He's running for U.S. Senate in Oregon. Oregon is on fire. Pallet Company in Oregon City confirmed Antifa arsonists on camera. Douglas County Sheriff has six Antifa arsonists in custody. Many fires in Oregon. Obviously, there are more to track down and arrest. Governor Kate Brown built this. And I want to give a shout out to my buddies Endorphin and TikTok for helping me try to find the sauce on this because I don't like tweets like this that give no links no pictures, no anything. So it's not that I'm questioning Q, it's that I question everything that I put on this channel for my own reputation. And we were only we were only able to find one of these arsonists and his he's right here, Alexander Bradford Smith. We found one that was arrested in this time frame and was for reckless burning. Um, we tried to find the other five and we were not able to find these other five arsonists here. And that doesn't mean that it's not true. Um, this is again based on availability of people updating their websites. But we had we some of my friends called, they called these uh, sheriff's departments, and some of their PR departments actually told them that some of this information is true, but some of it is not, and that they'd get back to us 
in regards to that. And we have not yet to get back from them, which is not fun, which is not surprising. Again, this is uh, I think it was it was Oregon or Portland that um, of the sheriff's department that we called here. But either way, either way, um, Q is saying that the there these fires. These are not these are not uh, due to climate change, as the Democrats are already saying is what causing this. And there was another tweet here that was cute. The second tweet here is from Trooper Ryan Burke. Joint team effort WSP Fife Road and and Pulliop PD just arrested a 36 year old Pulliop resident. He was caught in the median on SR 167 at Meridian setting a fire. He is currently on his way to jail. Great job, everybody. Now, this isn't the best sauce, but the thing is we're seeing we are seeing people going out and starting intentionally intentionally starting fires and really that's all it takes. That's really all it takes. Sometimes, you know, you don't have to dive into this stuff so deep just to have a few people go out and light stuff on fire and then you have a forest fire going everywhere. How easy is that to do? So sometimes an easy explanation like that is usually the the one that's that mostly happened. But this is what we're seeing here. So is it Antifa doing this, or is it just domestic terrorists in general? That's what we're that's what we're seeing here, and that's what Q is pointing out. And they're saying right here, highly coordinated, funded domestic terrorism, and the only group that we've been talking about being involved that is highly coordinated and highly funded: Black Lives Matter and Antifa. So you can put two and two together and you can try to see what Q is talking about here, but it's very crazy. But the, what I was seeing here from the, from the Dems, of course, is blaming climate change and Mother Nature here. So we have Ill Discourse saying, wow, he seriously went there in regards to Barack Obama's tweets, straight to phony Mother Earth worship. And Barack Obama says the fires across the West Coast are just the latest examples of the very real ways our changing climate is changing our communities. Protecting our planet is on the ballot. Vote like your life depends on it because it does. And again, these pictures are insane to look at just to see what it actually looks like out there. And I have I have some friends out in California. Um, they send pictures just like this. And they, they told me it's the weirdest time and the craziest time they lived in California. Never seen anything like it. The temperatures that are predicted out there are about 5 to 10 degrees lower than the actual predicted temperatures, which is very strange. It's hard to breathe. And now people are definitely wearing masks because they're getting smoke. It's smoke everywhere and you can smell it. You can smell it. So it's a very scary time. So keep those people in prayer because on top of dealing with these lockdowns, imagine having to worry about if your house is going to burn down on top of it. What a crazy time to be alive. But we're seeing this across the board. And of course, Hillary Clinton had to weigh in. None of this is normal. And confronting climate change is on the ballot this year. Vote as early as you can for a habitable, habitable planet. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting because I guess... I guess Mother Nature really needs California to get that federal money too, apparently, right? Do you see where I'm going with this? It's an absolute, absolute joke. But it's crazy. It's crazy. And with these with these with these riots going on, would it really surprise you if we find out later on that people related to Antifa were the ones starting these fires? It wouldn't surprise me at all. And speaking of Antifa, over fifty more Antifa riders were arrested last night. And just to give you an idea of how they're upping their game here, they have fire bombs and explosives, and and they were in a residential area, causing one to be hospitalized. So there you go, peaceful protesters here having fire bombs, knives, vest, 
helmets, walkie-talkies, you know, non-coordinated things going on here. And Andy No here, God bless him, gives is giving a rundown of the people that are actually arrested. And of course, Antifa makes an appearance of the most ugliest, the ugliest people that you could possibly see. And here you have it. And here's just a quick rundown of the ones that have been arrested. But the one I really want to pull, oh, there you go. There's a winner right there. There you go. And look at this. Look at this. The one I want to point out here, though, out of all these, this one here, Christina Narahan was arrested at the Portland Antifa riot where firebombs were thrown at people. And look what she does. She's the legislative director for the, or I think, the Oregon Democrat Speaker of the House, Tina Kotek. Kotek recently denounced Portland police in a letter. So there you go. There you go. You have people that are in office and local government at these things where firebombs are being thrown at people, and she was one of the ones that were arrested. Isn't that fantastic, ladies and gentlemen? Anyone that lives out in Portland, I am sorry. I'm sorry because I know all of you are not okay with this. Some probably are, but I am sorry you have to leave there, live there, and hopefully you can get the hell out if nothing changes. Now, I want to just talk about a quick video here from AJ Barr, and we're going to get into this Cuties uh, movie that Netflix uh, put out, and it's it's caused a firestorm, and we're going to get we're going to end with that. But first, here's a video of AJ Barr weighing in on the Durham investigation. This was taken either earlier this morning or yesterday today, but it, it might give you guys some a little bit more hope into what's to come. Take a watch. Um, is John Durham nearing the end of his investigation? Yeah, I'm not going to characterize exactly where he is. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Would you say uh, it's unlikely that there'll be further criminal charges? No, I wouldn't say that at all, no. So there could be? Yeah, there could be. Will we hear anything about the Durham report before the election? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that either. Well, could there, for example, be an interim report? Uh, I'm not going to get into it what there might be. Well, how about the question this way? If there is an interim report before the election, uh, won't some people think that that's an attempt to influence the election? Or would that be a fair accusation if there were an interim report? Well, this is sort of a hypo. hypo, Why not? Okay, but I'll just (laughs) say, you know, nowadays there are people who will say anything and you can almost bank on the fact as to what they're going to say. And I don't let that bother me. I'm going to do what I think is right and in the public interest. You wouldn't be concerned if there were an interim report? Depends on what the report said. And, and, you know, as I've already said, you know, I'm conscious of the election and I don't think any of the things uh, that are being worked on uh, are going to have an adverse effect on that. And I also think there's, you know, strong public interests involved as well. What would be the utility, though, in an interim report? Why not wait till it's done? Well... I haven't said there is going to be one, and that's a hard question to answer in the abstract. Mr. Attorney General, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Very ominous. Very ominous. And typical honey badger there. He is only going to go with what he knows and the facts, and he's not going to he's not going to speculate. He's not going to speculate. But he knows the he said the public is very highly interested in this. He doesn't think it's going to sway elections. So to me, that tells me that he would have no problem with this coming out before the election. Now we'll have to see what happens. We'll see. But keep the faith, people. Keep the faith. Last thing we're gonna be talking about today. I am encouraging everyone right now, actually, before we even get into this. If you didn't hear me talking about cuties, this this original Sundance film um, festival. 
this film that was put out by them was picked up by Netflix and it's going to, I think it's on the streaming platform right now. It's about four 11-year-old, 12-year-old girls twerking and dancing and just completely sexualizing themselves the entire time that the, about this video. And it's about young girls finding, finding their, uh, their, their, their sexual side. And there's so many other disgusting things that are involved with it. Right now, I'm, I'm not going to show the videos on this, on this episode because it's, it might disgust some of you. There's about two or three of them out on Twitter. You can find them anywhere. They show the clips from this video and you thought the poster was bad. Remember, people were outraged with the poster with these girls, with their legs apart, them dancing in these very sexual, um, th- very sexual uh, gestures and themes that they were in. They, re- they, they got rid of the poster and they changed it, but it wasn't enough for them to take it off the platform. The clips are now out and they have com- their stock has completely tanked, but I want you guys to see the justification that they're using and what they change here. This is from Tracy Beans. Here is what IMDB says about this movie. Cutie, it legitimately defines pedophilia. Now look at how they said it right here. Parents got cuties, sex and nudity. Look at the warning they put. During one of the many highly sexualized and erotic dance scenes that purposely exploit and objectify numerous scantily clad underage girls, one of the female child dancers lifts up her crop top to fully display her bare breast. This is law- lawfully defined as pedophilia and can be extremely distressing to many viewers. Right here, they say exactly what it is. And there was an update on this. Tracy found an update that says, IMDB changed the language used. I was in the midst of archiving when changed. This is criminal. And the movie consists of 11-year-old girls dancing very suggestively. Wow. Look at that update. Maybe they caught some flack on this. Maybe they caught some flack, but I want you guys to look. I tweeted this out earlier today. It doesn't pay to exploit children, does it, Netflix? And their stock plummeted this morning, and it slightly went up as soon as I, as soon as I posted this. But look at this. A huge drop in their stock, and cancel Netflix is trending. I don't even know what it's up to now. It's up to 108,000 tweets. Before I was recording, it was at around 17 or 18,000. I canceled my Netflix subscription. I am not one for telling people go out and cancel baseball, sports, because of what they're doing. Cancel platforms. I'm not a social justice warrior like that. I do enjoy sports. Um, to me, it's still a getaway from reality, and it's, it is entertaining. So that's where I stand. You don't have to agree with that. It really doesn't matter. It's up to you. But I'm canceling my Netflix subscription. It's been canceled, and I'm encouraging all of you to do it as well because they need to know that this is not okay, and it's absolutely disgusting. And if you guys really want to get fired up, go find the clips out there. And remember, this is really why we're doing what we're doing, to expose shit like this that should not be out. And the fact that, the fact that Netflix wants to try to normalize the child, child exploitation, I will not allow it, and no one out there should allow it either. So you have to hit them in the wallet where it hurts. That's what we're doing here. And again... And again, this is why we, I titled my episode, We the People Have been, tra- been Betrayed for a Very, Very Long Time, and it's time for us to start waking up, and many of us have, and we, can, we need to continue to do this to November 3rd. Thank you guys for joining my episode today. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Tell everyone we are the news now. 
go to the YouTube and subscribe if you haven't and like this episode. If you guys want to become a Patreon, I do an extra live stream on Mondays. I might be doing one on Fridays for just you guys. If you guys want those two extra live streams a, um, a week, it's one right now. You can sign up for my tiers and it doesn't even have to be these tiers. It could be a dollar. It could be $20. It could be $17. It doesn't matter. People that do this sponsor directly this channel monthly and they're my diehard fans and you can become one too. So go check that out. And of course, guys, when you go to my shop at Woke Societies here, you will see all the new apparel that we have, the Where We Go One, We Go All, all Outfit. We have the Fake News Network mug, the Where We Go One, Yeti Style Water Bottle. They are high quality, high class product, really, really nice, and many other things. As you can see here, we have cups, hats, glassware, a ton of stuff that's custom made by my brother and my other business owner out in New York here, two local businesses here in New York. So go support them. It all goes back to this channel and supporting local businesses here in New York in the United States, of course. So thank you guys. You are fantastic. Go check out Flip City Mag. Check out their subscription. It's 20 bucks for their for their product. It's really, really cheap. Not breaking your wallet here in these hard times. Just hoping you can read their magazine and have a good time. So thank you everybody for joining on the podcast, the YouTube channel. You'll see me on Saturday. And until then guys, stay safe, stay woke and Stay woke. See you later, guys.